Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 179. I am your host, Ryan Black, and I am joined by my co-host, Jacob Brush, and we are back, and we are playing with power. Jacob, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. It feels like old times, Ryan, just you and I, the way it's, oh, it used to be. Finally. Ever since it's been the two of us. No offense to Josh or anything. No, but, uh... Josh. It's going to be a good episode. <laughs> uh, we're kidding, Josh. We love you. We miss you. But you've been a little cranky in our text group lately, so we thought you needed a little break, catch a breather, catch a breath, and um, go play some Banjo-Kazooie and then, and then come back. So, Ryan, I, I wasn't on... Um, while when you just did the intro to this show, I wasn't on the screen to see you talk. Um, I legit thought it was like a re- you like had a pre-recording of yourself, like the way you said it. <laughs> it sounded like you hit play on a on a button, and it was like a past episode. I must be uh, I must be uh, pre-scripting things then. <laughs> yeah, you know? I think so. And I totally did the whole like, what are you waiting for? On my own every time. You know, <laughs> in, the intro, in the outro to the show, even. You did? You that was that was no way. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Cool. I think it's time we get into what we are radical rexing about. Perfect. Yeah. Um well I I'll just go first. I think. Um what am I radical rexing about? Uh Nothing, I guess. <laughs> Not much in life. I just, yeah, everything's the same one day at a time. Learn a little bit. Be responsible. Um, work out. I'm getting back in shape slowly but surely. It's always a painful process to watch because it's like watching corn grow, but it will happen in time. So I'm getting back in shape, and that's great. Um, and what else do we have here? Um, I guess, you know, I uh, I applied for a job late last week, and it was a really good um, interview. I really feel good about it. Um, it's only for one person, though, so we'll see. Well, we'll see who, if I can get it or not. Um, I'll find out later this week. I'm praying and hoping that I get it. If I do, if I get this job, it's going to be a huge answer to prayer. Huge, huge, huge uh just way way to forward myself in life so um yeah that's uh that's really all i'm radical rexing about nothing crazy on my end besides that how about you um you know radical rexing about a couple things coming out but i did have a question before i get into what i'm radical rexing about so 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 you're you're taking a break from video games right now and i completely get why you're doing it but i gotta know your kids ask you to play certain games and you put it on for them, like Donkey Kong or something like that, and you just can't resist, and, and do you let them still play, or do you pretty much keep all the video games packed away, for, and the kids ask, and you're like, sorry, they're put away right now? Like, How do you deal with that? Well, um, thankfully, Jack's so little he can't talk, so he doesn't ever ask. Um, Riley, you know, I don't think... I feel like maybe she mentioned games one time, um outside of that no they don't really ask so even if they did like it's not fun with them at this moment they're at this stage in life they're not it's just not fun like to play yeah. with them unfortunately because she's almost four she'll be four in september and like she doesn't know how to play she literally has an attention span of like 
45 seconds and then she's done <laughs> let's ch let's change the game like i bought her that stupid go-kart garfield game which is so bad it really 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 <laughs> is it's so bad oh my gosh like i don't even know how they could put a game out that bad um but it was it was terrible and but like i bought it for her and like we play it for like a minute and then she wants to play something else and it's just so the value, the the attention span, and to really appreciate what we're playing isn't there, and so it's just not fun, unfortunately. Um, and it's really not fun with, even with Jack, with being a single dad. Like, even if Riley is interested in the game, guess what Jack wants to do? He wants to rip the controller that you have out of your hand, and mm -hmm. he'll throw a fit if he doesn't get it. So, no, it's not really fun, and it's quite easy to keep the games away, even if they want to play because. I know it's not a good time. If they were like, you know, like six or seven and they wanted like, dad, let's play Mario party or something. Hold on. Yeah. If they're like six or seven and they're like, dad, let's play Mario party or something. Then it would be so much easier to have fun and play that, but they're not. So it's, it's not as hard as you think. What about you, man? What are you radical wrecking about? Well, um, you know, I finally got my copy, my Kickstarter copy of The Wonderful 101 uh, last night. So I opened it up, popped it in my system, played it for a few minutes, did the intro, got further than I did in the demo when I played it back on Wii U. Nice. So that's that's something. Um, and uh, it's very flashy. Uh, it's kind of hard to play in handheld because, you know, tiny characters on a tiny screen. Um, so I might be playing a little bit more, um, streaming it a little bit more just to, you know, get used to that. Um, that's kind of my plan anyway. Uh, I'm building a work schedule for streaming. Um, I'll be doing like three or four, uh, three or four days a week. Uh, you know, set it like a job. And so I'm actually getting on for about four hours a day, and uh, rocking the whole, uh, the whole streaming shtick. Um, hopefully to do one on one, wonderful one on one with that. Uh, tomorrow, a big uh, Pokemon expansion update comes out. And uh, Pokemon has also touted that they are going to be bringing out uh, a direct of sorts, a presentation to talk about more than just the expansion. So my uh, interest is peaked, to say the least. I'm excited about that. And I think it's getting ever so closer to the new Paper Mario, and that is going to be a blast. I cannot wait for the new Paper Mario. I am ready. I am so ready. <laughs> it's going to sell gangbusters because there's nothing else to play. I mean, literally. <laughs> Their Nintendo hasn't really released anything. Had I guess they released Xenoblade, but yeah, yep, Xenoblade and Clubhouse Games, which is actually really fun. It's great for this is a game. really bad year. Seriously, this is really a crappy year. It's actually not a bad year for being a bad year, but we knew that the, the off year was going to come eventually. I thought they were going to fill it full of you know sports titles like they did in past years, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, they have a big excuse. They their off year happened to hit on you know COVID outbreak, yeah. and so that helps them a lot and gives them a pass. And I think that they would be getting less of a pass were they not you know doing what they're doing right now. Just releasing some big ports, and of course Animal Crossing came out. Yeah, they did have the ports, so I guess. I think it really did make them look really good in in this off year for them. Um, and I hope that the next couple of years are just filled with great stuff, and great content. But this year seems a little lighter. Uh, yeah. You know, I hope to eat those words uh, come fall and winter when those big surprise games that Nintendo hasn't talked about come out. You know, I hear a lot about a Super Mario uh, 3D All-Star collection, you know. <laughs> yeah, you watch. Like, they're just not going to have a direct. They're just going to drop a game out of nowhere. <laughs> like that Super Metroid remix, the HD remake. 
or the next Metroid game, whatever. We know there's a Metroid game coming. Yeah. They have teased at it long enough. There is a Metroid game coming. But it's like they could just drop it in September or August to be like, like this Paper Mario thing. Here's the trailer for the Metroid game. Boom, comes out next month. Like, what? You know. Because E3 happened. They really just scrapped everything of what they wanted to give us. I don't like that they're not doing directs. I think it's unwise for them to get away from directs. I really hope that that is not the way they're venturing. I, I really hope it's not because I can tell you, the directs make it special. It keeps the fans engaged year round. And those directs are what honestly help them stay relevant in the Wii U days um, because it gave people to, something to look at and to like, okay, what's coming up next? What's going on? You know, like, so man, Nintendo, don't stop doing directs. Seriously, we we you need them, you need them, and we need them. I think I think uh, the pandemic has an influence in that. Japanese work culture likes to uh, likes to work in office. Um, I've got uh, teacher friends in Japan who, uh, even though they don't have kids in there, they still want the teachers to go into their office and do their their classroom work and everything, like live streaming or whatever, from the school itself. In the, in the work building. So it, it's a very, like, everybody has to be there kind of mentality at the work office. So um, it, it's not a possibility right now with everything being on lockdown. So that's probably why we're seeing some things slow down. Now, you do see some videos come out still. Um, but I think the overall, like, everybody working together, anything that would be a big project like that is probably on hold or is, is working a lot slower than what it normally would at full productivity in Japan. So Absolutely. Well... Hopefully we get some news soon. I really hope so. So, but yes. Um, speaking of Metroid, uh, I think that brings us into the topic of this episode. We are doing a character spotlight on Samus Aran herself. In the reaches of space below the surface of planet Zebes, Samus Aran faced the space pirates. She destroyed their operation, wiped out the parasites called Metroids, and defeated Mother Brain. But the pirates were far from finished. came on the scene on the NES. Oh my gosh. I've been looking forward to this topic. I mean, people know me as like the rare guy, he loves Donkey Kong monkeys and loves Banjo-Kazooie, but platformers, but Samus is my is my girl. I mean, seriously, if, if you could date a video game character, it'd be her. I, I think Samus is, I think she's hot. They make her hot looking hot and um that's me being honest people think that's weird a video game character i know we know josh thinks it's weird there's a reason they're they draw them hot because people like it and i think samus is the most beautiful nintendo character that they've ever made um attractive all around and she could totally defend me if i got attacked by aliens and i love that so um but yeah i did not become a fan of the metroid series like it's kind of, I have a weird history with Metroid because I played Me, uh, Metroid 2 Return of Samus um, 
on the Game Boy all the time. But I had no flipping clue what, I, what this was. I didn't know what Metroid was. It was just a game that my brother had. And I played it and died, and there's no saving, really. And you play and die. And you, well, there is saving, I guess. But you play and die, and I didn't know what a Metroid was. Like, I didn't know the story. I didn't know who Samus I didn't know that I was a girl at that time. I thought it was some dude with a mustache behind that mask, for all I knew. Um, but, yeah. So I, I played it on the Game Boy. And then it wasn't until later in life um, where I realized because of Smash Bros that Samus was a real character and um, that she was the character in the game that I had played so much on a Game Boy back when I was younger. And I didn't know that Samus was, was a girl until Pikachu electrocuted her and you could see her skeletal system, which showed that she was a female. Um, based off of her breast, you know, you were not, know what I'm talking about when you got electrocuted yeah. it and the first yeah. smash pros, it showed it everyone's the outline of the skin, but then it shows the bones beneath it. Yeah. Like an x-ray. Yeah. So I didn't know Samus was a girl until then. And I was like a big deal back in elementary school to all the boys. What? Um, then, uh, <laughs> so after that, uh, it was the GameCube and you got me, you really got me on board with it all. We were talking, we were hanging out a lot more towards the GameCube days and, um, and talking a lot more. And, um, Samus was getting a, a big push finally by Nintendo. Like they were having the Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime come out at the same time. And I wanted to get in on this new stuff, this new franchise. Um, I remember you, watching you play Metroid Prime in your in your old bedroom at your parents one uh, November came over just to hang out and you were playing it. And I'm just like, what is this? This is so cool, you know? So I got them both for that Christmas. Um, Prime and Fusion, and uh, it's really when my understanding of the franchise and what was happening started to take off. Because um, then Zero Mission came out, and I got to relive the original story. Um, and then what? You know, all the Prime games. And then we got to Other M, and Other M. I even though we know it's had its flaws, I really enjoyed it. Um, thought it was really cool. And uh, and here we are thirsty for more and more metroid every year even though we had the remake of metroid 2 which was fantastic i beat it twice 100 percented it two times um it was still it is it's fun and i still argue that it didn't get the push and drive that it should have had because it was on the 3ds not the new hot switch so um you know that's kind of my history with metroid and samus um oh and i obviously went back and replayed like uh, Super Metroid, you let me borrow. Either you let no, I don't. You didn't let me borrow it. That's not what it was. You um, got me into it, but I I beat it on my Wii. I yeah, that's what it was. I beat it on my Wii. Maybe you did let me borrow it. I think you did let me borrow it originally on your Super Nintendo, and I beat it. And then I re went back and revisited it years later. I bought it on my Wii, and I remember playing through it at my first apartment with my ex-wife. So depressing. Um, I uh, played it, and I re-beat it, and that was to build up to Christmas because it was like the fall. I just got back from touring, my first big tour, and I replayed Super Metroid, and I beat it while I was waiting for the Wii U to come out uh, because I was tired of the Wii and wanted to get a nostalgic feeling for an old game that I hadn't played in a long time. So, um, 
Yeah, Samus is awesome. She's she kicks butt. She uh, has an emotional side that you learn in other M, although it is not um, it's not shown in the proper sense of what it was originally intended to, and we'll cover that. But um, you know, that's really kind of my uh, take on her. Um, Ryan, why don't you tell us about you know your history with Samus and Metroid, and then we can um, really like just dive into her character a little bit more and really dissect what other M failed to do. Sure. Um, my first experience with Samus uh, was with Super Metroid. Um, I remember my cousins showing me that, that she was a girl under the suit. Um, when, when she died in Super Metroid, uh, it showed her uh, kind of uh, suit exploding or whatever, and it just shows an outline of her body. Um, almost kind of gives like a video game, video game like scream sound. It's kind of interesting um, how they did that. But um, you know, and then I played Metroid, the original Metroid, um, at one of those like arcade machines that had a bunch of NES games on it randomly, uh, which was weird to play that game for the first time on that. But it, it reminded me of Super Metroid, and my cousins were playing that. We were playing. It took us years to get through Super Metroid all together. You know, going over to my cousin's house for New Year's and, and birthday parties, and we'd play Super Metroid, and we'd try to get through it, you know. And it was it was definitely a year, year thing, like, year after year to get through the whole game. And uh, it was a big undertaking. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, just diving on in, I played a little bit of Samus, uh, Samus Returns. Um, or was it Return of Samus? Anyway, Metroid 2 on Game Boy. I played a little bit of that, but that was later in life. Um, I think I even played it after... Um, the original Metroid. Um, I actually, or Metroid Prime. I actually beat the original Metroid on Metroid Prime. It was an unlockable thing that you could do. And of course, you know, Metroid Fusion was around that time as well. Um, and uh, just gives you more lore of who Samus is and the interactions she has with different characters. Um, you know, Metroid Fusion really cemented the lore of Metroid in a in a concrete sense uh, with Adam and. The Etacoons and Decoras and just the, the dialogue and everything kind of gave her a voice and uh, it kind of carried over into future iterations. Um, she didn't really talk too much in the Prime games. Um, so you had just the atmospheric and the ex exploration there. Um, but yeah, there's some games that have delved into her talking and dialogue and building upon her universe. But most of the time, like, Samus is a silent character and... Um, you learn from her experiences and not necessarily from her dialogue. Um, not to say the other M is not a bad thing. Or it is a bad thing for what it had done. Um, I think there's other iterations of, of the story that is told better in, in paper articles. Um, but, you know, it's really cool to see Samus uh, grow over all these years and uh, definitely a big fan of Samus. I'm never really one to be attracted to, you know, video game characters or anything like that um but um i really admire samus for who she is and the power suit is so awesome i'd love to have one someday you know and the chozo just fascinate me and that whole lore is just that's my that's my nintendo ip that's my game that's my top like video game favorite universe for sure and uh I love it so much. Um, now, Samus is portrayed nowadays as uh, tall, slender, uh, blonde, but she wasn't always that way. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> when she started out, she was a bit more stocky. Um, she had brunette hair. Um, yes, she did, you're right. And 
you know, well, you could argue that she also had green hair, but <laughs> if you were playing with the Justin Bailey code <laughs> mm. on the original Metroid. But yeah, she doesn't she wasn't always that blonde hair. In fact, she looked a little bit brunette even in Super Metroid, I would say. Um, I even think in Prime 1, I felt like her hair looked more brunette than it did blonde when she takes her helmet off at the end. Yeah, um, it was it was uh, definitely highlighted hair um, to the point where it was... You could see where it could have been blonde, or you could have seen how it was, you know, brunette. So it's kind of hard to tell, um, you know, GameCube graphics. But uh, I haven't <laughs> played Metroid in a Metroid Prime in a long time, and I'm holding out for that Switch version. So uh, yeah, I hope to experience that in an HD version. And uh, you know, but yeah, just Samus has evolved quite a bit since then. Um, a lot of people complained when they put her in Smash Brothers as Zero Suit, you know, and how she was. A very different model than what she originally was. There's some purists out there like, oh yeah, Samus is always brunette and and you know muscular and built and everything and and so. Yeah, no, I I like the way she is today. I think this is the best version of her. I don't care one way or the, or the other, honestly. Um, <laughs> However, I, too much to me. <laughs> I do. I actually don't care for her zero suit Samus to be a character in Smash. I think that's. I think it was just a lazy move, honestly, personally. I don't hmm. I don't care for that. I think it's kind of weird to fight Samus and Samus when she's in her suit, you know, like I don't care for that. I cared for it when it was a special costume or a special thing that you could convert into. Yeah. You know, you use your special, it breaks away the armor and you can actually that play cool. as your suit. That was really, really cool. That was well pulled off. Um, but as a separate character from Samus, it's a little different. Like as far as continuity goes you know but you also have like fighters with different costumes it could be playing the same mario but a different colored suit you know so that that doesn't quite break the illusion um, but at the same time like it's it's interesting that they chose to stick with zero suit and zero suit wouldn't even exist if it weren't for you know zero mission being a big part of it other than just displaying at the end of a game you know that she's a girl with the suit off but like right you know you could actually play a zero suit for the first time in zero mission um, which was really cool. It was a stealth element. It was it was really well done. Um, it was. <laughs> finally, uh, Metroid can crawl. <laughs> yeah. It really gave her... When they took the suit off, it really showed, I think, another part of her characters. You know, talking about character, you always see, like, man, she's a beast inside that, that power suit. But when they took it off... Um, she felt very vulnerable, obviously, because you could get killed so easily. Um, but it still showed that she's very athletic, she's very determined, and that she doesn't need armor to get a mission done. Like it still showed, yeah, showed the fearless side of her. I mean, she, you know, I guess you can talk, look at her in Smash Bros. She can fight. She can really leave an impact without that suit on. Um, which is good, you know, and that can that really ties into Other M, and I really think we should get into it, um, just because Other M really rubbed so many. It, this is it was the dialogue I, I rubbed the wrong wrong way, um, and it ties into a comic book that never came to America, and they tried to base the dialogue of that game from that comic book. So it's like stupid, you know. It, they did a terrible job. I don't know why they should have released that comic in America leading up to Metroid Other M. Yeah. People would have understood it so much more. Um, 
I don't know. I, like we can dive into you know her lore real quick. Like Samus um, was a child at the start of the in the comics, and her mom and dad were part of the Federation, and they got killed. And uh, Samus's dad wrecks like a ship that he hijacked into like a space pirate ship. Uh, he tries to like take them all out with it. Kills himself basically, to for the greater good. Does nothing, um, obviously. And uh, uh, but his Samus's mom, as a child, um, she was eaten right in front of Samus, like by Ridley. Ridley can talk in the comics. Ridley ate her mom right in front of her, and of course she's scarred and um, is. She's a freaking toddler here. This is terrible. I mean, it makes me angry just thinking about it right now. Have my own toddlers and stuff. Um, and the Chozo took her in and and raised her up. They raised her, uh, um, to taught her her own morals. And um, obviously they created off her powers that she has. But um, and You can see a picture of that in uh, Zero Mission. Uh, one of the screenshots shows her as a young young toddler as a young child uh, yeah. standing next to a Chozo. I don't know if it's her mentor or what. But. I think so. Um, but then, you know, eventually at some point as she gets older, she goes from the Chozo to actually joining the Federation herself. And that's where another M comes in along. And um, she has a military background with them, which obviously she leaves them behind and goes her own path because she doesn't agree with things that that they do and uh she forged her own way going back to her roots with the chozo and then get, gets involved with uh the power suit now the reason samus looks like a whiny little girl another m why is this it, it caused a lot of controversy because at this point like ryan said samus was always the silent antagonist that we had this mentality built up of who she was all these years and um, she's a beast. She's taken Ridley down countless times um, and bigger enemies than him as well. And uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, stupid. It's really stupid at how I, it's not, they try to do it right and they did it right in Japan. I think, Ryan, didn't you send a translation about that this week? Um, they did a retranslation of Other M, and it makes a lot more sense. Um, and I don't know if it was just a fan translation or if it was a better translation from the Japanese. Um, I would be curious to see how the Japanese uh, edition varied from the American one. And I'm sure that a lot of Japanese uh, people who understood the American would understand where things went wrong. I think that we could bridge that gap. But it was a translation issue, um, among other things. Yeah, the game had its flaws as a game itself, but... But the uh, there was someone out there that actually re-recorded things um, and retranslated, and it just makes so much more sense, and it's conveyed so much better, and that just speaks to uh, a poor delivery on this this game that could have been great, um, but many things held it back, and I hope someday we get a true representation of what it should have been, and get that that direct translation that feel that was more adapted towards the manga storyline um i think there's a lot of good potential there and we could really enjoy that story if it was delivered just a little better um i do too uh but i you know i i remember playing the game and i remember thinking those exact things like why 
there's the scene where you first see Ridley and Samus like as a cut scene. It shows her as like a little frightened girl shaking and um, she's terrified of Ridley. And I'm just like, okay, at this point you've beaten this dude's block off like five times. Like there's no reason for you to be shaking like a little girl. They're trying to relate back to the comic. It's stupid. They shouldn't be relating back to the comic because it it's, it would make sense if this was her first adventure, okay? Her first fight against Ridley since then. That's that that makes sense. At this point, she's like, I've already beaten the crap out of this dude multiple times. I know how to do it and I'm gonna do it again. So that should have never been referenced there, in my opinion. It almost feels like they tried to tell the story of the manga, but at the time that they told it, it was in the wrong part of the timeline. So this wasn't the first time that she met Ridley. But someone who doesn't know the Metroid lore and just goes off the manga would try to do this, but it directly conflicts with all the other times that she's met up with Ridley. Like, let's say no one has ever played any of the other Metroids at all, never knew that Samus ran into Ridley, you know, and then they just took from the manga. But then when they put this in a timeline, it wasn't a reboot, it wasn't a retelling of the Metroid story. No, it was supposed to be in canon, in timeline. And that caused a lot of problems because it didn't, sit well with everybody because it didn't fit in the timeline right um it's not like that zelda thing where there's you know the timeline splits into three parts and trying to figure out where all that maps no it's, it's one like cohesive timeline and other m just kind of derails all of that and upsets so many people because of that um it missed the mark and uh samus a lot of things have come from that to give her her character um if you overlook some of the the flaws in the story and just see how she acts um at that time in her life you know she talks about when she was younger on the galactic federation how she was a rebel she'd always put her thumb down you know um you kind of talked about adam malkovich you know talking um any objections lady um i hate that guy (laughs) i loved him in in you know fusion he was rough and he he rubbed me the wrong way but I, i knew that he cared about her and uh, so that was kind of cool to, to see that there are people in the storyline that care about Sam. She's not just a lone wolf. Um, but Other M kind of spoiled all of that and took it too far. Way and too people far. are desperate for more story beads. And I don't know if Metroid Prime 4 is going to have that. Um, you had Galactic Federation officers talking to Samus, you know, in Prime 3. Yeah. Um, but she didn't talk at all no. or not much, you know. Not so. <laughs> Um, this isn't the first time we've heard dialogue in Metroid games. Super Metroid had had dialogue, you know, or had an intro with the last Metroid is in captivity, the galaxy is at peace, mm-hmm. you know. So there is some spoken word there. Um, but Samus doesn't say a whole lot up until, you know, those conversations. She does some, uh, you know, in her head, like monologuing and fusion when she's talking about Adam and, and everything. Um, but it's weird how poorly they pulled off all of that in the package that is Other M. Sure. I'm really hoping that the future holds better for her. And, and I don't want them to step away from her not talking at all um, if it means that we don't get expansion on the story um, in some meaningful way. Like, I like the, the exploring the humanity of Samus and not just being a cold, you know, killer. Um, even though she's good, like, she's more than that. But I don't think... I would say it would take several 
iterations of, of, of future Metroid before they should really tackle that and should do it really well. They need a good storyboard artist and uh, you know storyboard director mm-hmm. and, and everything to, to really pull that all together and tighten all that up. Um, you know what? It'd be cool, and it might some people probably wouldn't want to do it, but I think it would be awesome if they went back and they remade the very first Metroid game full-on, like, prime 3D style in that in that vein. Um, we're replaying that first game, but it takes the story beats that other M tried to do, and it really, like, like the whole intro to it, the intro is not starting off on Planet Zebus. It's starting off at a, her childhood, and it's telling a story, and it, and it goes back to those events of Ridley murdering her mom and dad, and... Um, her like it just tells what the comic was tells and then they restart it up and then they show her come into her first adventure like zero mission all done done all over again but even more like negative mission i don't know (laughs) and i think that would be really cool at showing the foundation of what metroid really is and who samus really is and why she's the character she is and that even in that first Metroid game, she could be scared of Ridley, and it would make sense then a little bit, you know, to play into that side of her character. Um, I don't know. I don't think Nintendo would ever do that, but that I think would be really cool if they did or made a movie about it. They make they're trying to make movies. I think Metroid would be phenomenal movie, live action phenomenal movie. I really do. I am definitely ready. Uh to see a remake of super metroid um if done right this is the thing like it has to be the formula that they've been going on with the you know metro or samus returns you know for for the 3ds but it's got to be on switch it's got to have great beautiful beautiful 2.5d graphics and they can add stuff to it and they can flesh out story more like they did in you know, they so, added on to Zero Mission and added stuff to it. You know, Samus Returns, they added some stuff to it to add to the story. Like, it made it interesting, and it was still really well done. It didn't yeah. betray anything of the source material, the original source mm-hmm, material. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. And I can see them doing a really good job with Super Metroid, but, and I'm ready for that. But, you know, honestly, it's got to be Switch, like, top-of-the-line quality graphics and everything for it to really, really resonate with me. And yeah. I believe they can pull it off. I really do. And I think that we're ready for it. Um, if they but, pulled it yeah. off, would it take back your number one spot as your number one game? Would it outdo Breath of the Wild? See, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, that's it had to do some does. really have some wild moments to it. And even then, like Breath of the Wild has some different different things that it does as a video game that uh-huh. just completely captivated me, like getting lost in the world and right. just exploring and everything. Like it's it's on a whole other level. But if they could even capture a glimmer of that and see a super metroid remake and, and make the environments like so vivid and so alive like yeah i could definitely see that being something that that would be you know probably all-time favorite again it's it's potential but it's really hard to go up against breath of the wild for what it did and, and the awe that it inspired in me it, it'll right. have to have hit some certain notes that really resonate louder than what breath of the wild has hmm. Well, we'll see. Who knows? I mean, there is a new Metroid game on the way, whether it's a Super Metroid remake or it is a um, 
a sequel or yeah, a sequel finally to Fusion, which would be fantastic, please. But um, yeah, Samus has come a long way. So and in, in, in current Samus, her now her her DNA is half Metroid now, correct? Yeah, yeah, it completely changed her over. You know, the X parasite took over her body, was uh, you know attacking different parts of her system, and uh, they were able to neutralize it by injecting Metroid DNA, which is a natural predator for the X. In fact, the Metroids were created to fight the X because they were such a threat to the galaxy. Yeah. You know, Jozo saw, hey, this is bad. Let's uh, stop it with these Metroids. You know. Yeah. So, and so she has. She's now been. She now is a walking Metroid in in some respects, so it's kind of cool that that's that's a thing. Um, wow. <laughs> um, it's it's I really hope cool she to see how she progresses. Anything. That'd be gross. There's a lot of hope that people really want to see, you know, a progression past Metroid Four, which was Fusion. There hasn't yeah. been any story past that. People really want that and want to experience more of the lore, and I understand that. And again, oh, yeah. I may say I'm ready for Super Metroid. But I think even more, I am ready to see oh, yeah. a continuation of the story. Um, Absolutely, I've been. I would be for satisfied that. with either of them, but just to yes. see where Samus goes from here, you know, in Samus Returns, they teased Evil Chozo. Mm-hmm. Yep. That that you know had an army and disappeared into the galaxy, if you will. Yep. So you know, there's there's that whole storyline thread. They in the Metroid Prime series, they've left breadcrumbs for Silex being the yep. bad the bad guy. Um, they showed Silex's ship, and then they also showed Silex in uh, Federation Force as a secret ending. You know. Yeah. So like, there's there's leading up in the Metroid series that uh, the Prime series that's what's going to be looked at, and the interactions between and Silex, if you don't know, is from Metroid Prime Hunters originally. Yeah. Um, one of the many uh, bounty hunters that was uh, answering the call. Uh, in the Olympic system. But anyway. <laughs> you know, I wonder, and what would you think about this? Do you think that they would ever just combine the timelines? Because, I mean, though, I mean, they're not, it's not Zelda, two separate timelines, but those events all, like, they take place on te- two separate things. The events of the main story with Mother Brain and Space Pirates happen separately from what's happening with, um, the Prime series when Samus was hunting down the giant evil Metroid Prime. Um, there were space pirates involved, yes, but it was not, nothing was of Mother Brain commanding commands and whatnot. You know, they haven't taken that, that joiner or that separator yet on those two series. Um, there's nothing that would step on some other canon. You know, it, it's, it's like, you have different versions of X-Men or different versions of Spider-Man, you know, they're different yeah. universes. Um, and there's nothing joining them together yet. And, and they're standalone by themselves, but they could tie in, you know, they make references to each other in, in some ways. Um, but, I mean, they happen. It's not two separate dimensions here. Like it's not like, no, on... it's not, but it could be if the story is written a different, a certain way, it could be. It could be a different telling of Metroid's story, but it's not. It's supposed to all be self-contained in its own universe. Yeah. Like Metroid Prime is the line of Metroid Prime is is kind of a prequel, in a way, to Metroid Four, Metroid Three. You know, it's it's yeah. Kind of in it that all area. happens. I think Prime One through Three all happens before Samus's Samus Two, Metroid Two, um, when she goes back and eradicates all the Metroids. Yes, because um, she she. Between two and three, there's no time because she leaves planet SR388 
uh-huh. and heads off to the space station, you know, to set exactly. out Super Metroid. So it would either, you know, it would have to take place that time before. Yep. Um, Which is just wild to think about, honestly. <laughs> she is actually, like, doesn't get a vacation. <laughs> we get vacations from her adventures, but she doesn't. You know, bounty hunters got to earn their their uh, their keep. So, I guess my uh, goodness, that's, that's the profession. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's really as much as I got on Samus. I think she's, um, yeah, they did show an emotional side that just seemed very. Um, I don't even want to say girly. It's not girly. I mean, men are emotional too. So, she just showed a vulnerable side and other M that just poorly was portrayed and and given across to, but. In general, she, uh, you know, she is a strong character, a strong individual, and a strong woman. You know, you talk about, you know, people always want to see Zelda doing stuff. I mean, Samus is probably the baddest character Nintendo's ever made, and she's a female. And I think that's super cool, you know? Yeah. With or without her armor. You know, it's not just yeah. with armor. So, uh, yeah, she's really cool. I I like Samus, and yes, I have a nerdy, silly video game crust on Samus. And <laughs> if she was, if I, if I marry, if I found a woman in real life that looked like her and she loved Jesus, I'd, I'd totally marry her <laughs> in a heartbeat. You know, <laughs> they really did expand Samus's uh, power in Other M, though, and and the moves that she has, like flipping enemies around and and ripping out like like their heads and like blasting them, and and like it was really cool to see the power that she held and the command that she holds on a battlefield and in, in those uh, skirmishes and, and confrontations, it's really cool um, to, to see her in that positive light, despite the, the weird emotional misses that they might've had in other M. So. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, why don't you do our due diligence and just round us out here? Sure thing, man. Uh, you can find the show on our home at the Nintendo Village. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. You can find us on Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS, and on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Shoot us an email at Nintendo NostalgiaIN at gmail.com. You can call on our hotline, share your memories, and show us some love at 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. See ya. Any objections, lady?